The first of our two readings is Romans chapter 16, verses 25 to 27. Now to him who is able to establish you in accordance with my gospel, the message I proclaim about Jesus Christ in keeping with the revelation of the mystery hidden for long ages past, but now revealed and made known through the prophetic writings by the command of the eternal God, so that all Gentiles might come to the obedience that comes from faith, to the only wise God be glory forever through Jesus Christ. Amen. And the second reading is Luke chapter 1, reading verses 26 to 38. The birth of Jesus foretold. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Shall we pray? Gracious Father, as you inspired your word, the Bible, many years ago, We pray today you would inspire our hearts that we might meet your living word, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Well, I wonder if you've ever given or received a shocking message. Over 40 years ago now, I was a policeman, a policeman in London, and I was put on the Chelsea match Chelsea versus Bristol City. Now, being a Rivers fan, I wondered whether I should go or not, but I thought, well, I'm being paid, so I'll go. There I was outside the ground. Uh, The local lads always got inside. Us people from Twickenham were outside. Um, And I saw two guys walking down the road who I knew uh, from school. Hadn't seen them for some years. They were school friends. I say friends, they were city supporters. So they're sort of friends. And I just said, quite nice one word, wouldn't it? Hey, hi, Richard. Hi, Jan. 
Well, you thought I killed them. Imagine it, there you are in the middle of London, okay, going to a football match, and a policeman obviously you don't recognise, I was wearing one of those funny hats, you know, suddenly knows your name. When eventually they sort of got off, off the pavement and we said hello, and I think they've forgiven me, I don't know. But, uh, but that's a really surprising and shocking message for them, that a policeman knew their name. Well, how about Mary? Young Mary, minding her own business, we read that God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, just a normal place, nowhere posh, okay? To, to a, a virgin, a young girl, normal young girl, pledged to be married to a man named Joseph. That was an awful shock. And then she said, he told her he was highly favoured. Well, if someone told you you've won a prize, you're highly favoured. You get a bit suspicious, don't you? You ever get an email saying you've won a prize or, or you're, you know, you're on the right? A bit, could be a bit dodgy. And the Lord is with you. That sounds better, that God is with her. Amazing. After four centuries of silence, God broke through. God has at last come back into human history. And Mary was understandably greatly troubled. I think that's the biggest understatement in the Bible, don't you? Greatly troubled. That God has turned up and spoken to her, a normal wee lass in Nazareth. And quite understandably, she, she wondered what kind of greeting this might be. If God turns up, you're expected to do something, aren't you? He doesn't just turn up for no reason. So there's Mary being greatly troubled and concerned. But at the end of our passage, we read that she was willing to obey God. Why was this? Well, I believe because she had learned three things about her son, Jesus Christ. Three things we need to know today if we're to follow him. That he's saviour, he's son of God, and he's sovereign. He's saviour, son of God, and Jesus is sovereign. Firstly, he's the saviour, verse 31. The angel says, Gabriel says, you will be with child and give birth to a son and you'll give him the name Jesus. Jesus, of course, means the Lord is our salvation. Jesus came to earth with a saving message. Now, as I look around, I don't know if there are, there may be one or two even older than me, I'm pretty ancient. Remember the old prayer book, any of you, the comfortable words in the old prayer book? I guess some of you do, okay? Let's see if there's anybody here who does, okay? This is a true saying, we used to say, and worthy of all to be received, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Save sinners. That's why Jesus came into the world. He didn't come on a tourist visa. He came to do a job, and that was to save sinners. He came to restore our relationship with God. He died on the cross 30-odd years later to take upon himself the punishment that was due to our sin that our way to God might be open, that if we come to God in repentance and faith through Jesus, we'll be saved. That means we'll know God's life. We'll know God's life in our hearts. We'll be adopted into his family as his children. There's no need to feel alienated from God. There's no need to feel that I'm not good enough for God. Because, well, we're not good enough for God. None of us are. Because Jesus has died that we can be forgiven. If any of you are unsure about that, or you want to know more about that, 
And after the service, have a chat with me or Paul or Dan. We'll be pleased to talk to you if you want to know more about Jesus being your saviour. Jesus came to earth to be our saviour, to bring us God's life, to restore our fellowship with God. Secondly, we read that he will be, or he is, the Son of God. He'll be great and be called Son of the Most High. Jesus is Son of the Most High. Now, in one sense, all human beings are children of God, in one sense, in that we're all created in God's image. In another sense, all Christians are children of God, and they're all adopted into his family. But in a unique sense, Jesus Christ is the eternal, everlasting Son of God. This is what the angel says. When Mary says, well, how can this be? The angel says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One born to you will be called the Son of God. Jesus' conception is unique. Gabriel has announced what we would now call the Incarnation. Tonight we'll hear in, in this church the words from John's Gospel at the beginning, that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That in Jesus Christ, God has dwelt among us. He is God's one and only Son, as John says later in his Gospel. Jesus himself said, I and the Father are one. So at his conception, Jesus' humanity is derived from Mary and his deity from the Holy Spirit. He is both Mary's Son and God's Son. He is fully human and he is fully divine. He is the bridge between us and God because he's both human and divine. So we can trust that he can be our saviour. We can be confident, totally confident, he can be our saviour. That whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, as he said himself, because he is both human and divine. He is the unique Son of God. That Jesus came down from heaven to earth to take us from earth to heaven. He is the Saviour, the unique Son of God. Thirdly, he is sovereign. We read, The Lord God will give him the throne of, our fa- of his father David. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he'll reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Jesus was... Uh, descended from, um, from David, the great King David, the, probably the greatest king in the Old Testament, but the one from whom the Messiah would come, as was promised, um, both through his, his legal father, his actual father, through Joseph, his legal father, and also through Mary. He was descended from David. And so he is the heir of David's kingdom. He is God's appointed king. He actually exercises that authority as a son of God. He doesn't just sit in heaven but he exercises his sovereignty on earth. 
King David's kingdom was fantastic. Israel was a bit like a superpower, a local superpower. But very soon, through Solomon, it, you know, it got worse and worse and worse, and eventually what ended in captivity. It was a temporary kingdom, although it was superb, particularly under Solomon. But we read that Jesus' kingdom is eternal. His kingdom will never end. It's a heavenly kingdom on earth. And what better kingdom uh, can there be a, uh, better to be a member of? Jesus has got that power through his resurrection to bring us through death to life. His kingdom goes past death. It's eternal. It's forever and ever and ever. As and I realized something about 10 days ago in that Doreen died. Now, Doreen wasn't a particularly close relative. She was the uh, grandmother. You've got to think about this. One of these, you've got, you've got to, you're all awake. Okay? You've, got, you've, got, you've got to think about this one, okay? She was the grandmother of one of our son-in-laws. Okay, so, so, but if you look at all our family now, whether it's sort of, you know, um, our aunts, uncles, parents, whoever, of, of all that in our family, she was the last one. She was 99, and, and she died. And there's now no one at all left in our family or our sort of in-laws' families, or, or outlaws, whatever you want to call them, families, okay? All that generation's now gone. Doreen was the last. There's none. And I thought to myself, gosh, you know, I'm the oldest of three brothers. I'm the next to go. <laughs> Hopefully I make coffee, but if I don't, well, that's, that's too bad. But I want to say, okay, I'm not looking forward to dying, I'll be honest. I'm not looking forward to dying. I've seen you know, people die. It's not always the easiest. But I'm not afraid of death. Because Jesus' kingdom has defeated death. He is sovereign, and his sovereignty will last forever. And so we can have that hope if we follow Jesus of his sovereignty, of being a member of his kingdom, not just in this life, but forever. So Jesus is saviour. He died to bring us life. He's a son of God. We should recognise his authority. And he's sovereign. He exercises his authority on earth. So what should our response be? Well, of course, we should follow the example of Mary. At the beginning, we've seen that she was greatly troubled. At the end, she says these amazing words. She says, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. Whatever you said, I'll do it. And she allowed God to be God, even though it exposed her to you know, public ridicule and disgrace, being thought of as a moral woman which in those days would have been, you know, a, not a very pleasant place to be at all. But she allowed God to be God and committed him, herself to his service. So may each one of us now silently say the same thing in our hearts as Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. Perhaps just for a few moments, think what that might mean for you to be the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. We'll keep a few moments quiet and then I'll pray.
Most gracious Father, we thank you that you sent your Son to be our Saviour. Give us now the faith to accept him as our Sovereign, that we may follow him faithfully. For we pray for Jesus' sake. Amen.